What's going on? It's Jamie Noodleman here. Welcome back to... Um, we don't have a title for this yet, but what I want to say is that I'm here every week with uh, my good friend Ben Stone to talk about health, to talk about interesting topics that we love, and we want to give you guys a lot of value because I'm, I'm coming back to the health scene in 2019, and uh, Benjamin Stone has been a big uh, help with increasing my education, my knowledge on all these uh, interesting directions. A um, little bit about Ben. He's an integrative medicine practitioner, and he's also a PhD candidate, which is really cool. Um, and he works with natural medicine. So if you are looking to learn more about what Ben does, um, you can head over, head over to healtheducator.ca. I'll put a link in the chat in case you're curious to look at that while we're here. Hello, Mary, welcome. Um, we had a little bit of technical difficulty. So Ben, round two. Round two, and thank you again. Welcome everyone. And uh, looking forward to diving into this subject. It's uh, large, it's fast, it's important, and uh, we're going to give you some basic information today, which is possibly new to many of you, and uh, this may end up being a three-part series, and we're certainly going to come back to it over time as research and data continues to uh, come to the forefront on this, which is what, Jamie Noodleman? Well, we're talking about uh, EMF. We're talking about what is EMF, yeah. electromagnetic frequencies. We're talking about these uh, these these new occurrences that well, have been here for years and decades, but are now ramping up to high levels, and it's starting to wreak havoc on our bodies. Absolutely. You know, it's incredible that the ambient electrosmog, as, as it's also termed for EMFs has, you know, it's stuff from like cell phones or Wi-Fi or Bluetooth, uh, anything that is sending out an electrical, a magnetic or electrical wave that can also include the electrical system in your house, for example, smart meters. And so over the past 100 years, the ambient electrosmog, that's everything that's surrounding us, has increased one quadrillion fold one quadrillion fold those are statistics so uh there's a good chance that it might be influencing us today yeah and it's quite a bit around here because um i know you're up north right now you're living out near um bob cajun ontario which is uh about i'd say an hour and a half drive from here if you're you know if you know where you're going um but for me i'm i'm a little bit north of toronto and uh the thing is like i'm not directly in the city but whenever i go down into the city there's a large disturbance, I find, with the way I feel, the way I act, and the way I perform. And I mean, because I'm not living in the city, I notice that it's not as chronic or a lot, you know, it's not noticeable as much as it normally should be. But when I come back up here, I always feel a sense of uh, release. Um, and if I go even for further north, let's say to where you are, or even like where my family is, which is about like 30, 40 minutes north, there's a further release. And, you know, it's interesting because um, some people just don't feel that. A lot of us don't have any recognition on, on what that feels like because we're so um, oblivious to it. We're not aware of it. But I've become, we've become conscious and we've become aware of what these frequencies can do to us, what this EMF can do to our bodies. And um, the more you become aware of it, the more uh, sensitive you can become. And then, of course, there's some people who are naturally sensitive to this stuff and can face further symptoms. Well, absolutely. I mean, the latest research suggests that Although 65% of people may not feel it, uh, the effects of EMF, 
they're actually still being affected at the cellular and mitochondrial level. And what does that mean, folks? Just real quick, you're made up of cells, and each one of those cells is a living, breathing, functioning, biological entity in and of itself. 100 trillion of them make up your body, mm -hmm. and each one of them has a powerhouse inside it, some mitochondria, which is actually an ancient bacteria. And so what we end up doing with the uh, EMFs is that they affect directly the cellular structure, the wall, and they make them uh, uh, more permeable, and that allows more toxins to come in, and it directly gets in and affects the mitochondrial function. And that is where all of your energy uh, comes from. So if nothing else, you're increasing, you know, oxidative stress, DNA breaks, melatonin depletion, infertility, and certainly cancer when you start messing with the cellular structure. Totally. And I agree with that. Uh, mitochondria is really important. Uh, I'm just inviting some people to check out the live stream because, you know, some people just need to check be out the live stream. Well, here's something that's a valuable to keep going. Yeah. Along. Is that microwave radiation that's emitted from, you know, your phones, your Bluetooth, Wi-Fi, uh, you know, cell phone towers was declared in 2011. If I find my research, 2011 as a class 2B possible carcinogen. Okay, so that's enough to make you go, uh, you know, do I want to, how much exposure do I want there it to be under possible? But several research studies since that time are actually calling for it to be reclassified as either a class 2A probable hmm. or a class 1 definite carcinogen. And there's all kinds of scientific research since that time to discover that. One such person, for those of you who are fellow Canadians, check out Dr. Magda Havis. She's a friend of mine. She's a professor at Trent University uh, in Peterborough, Ontario. She's one of the foremost leaders in EMFs and all things uh, surrounding that. She's an incredible individual, and you definitely want to you know, dive in and find out more information. I put a link to her website in the comments. I've also been putting some of the stats you've been uh, talking about in there. No, and that's interesting. I like that you have stats and information on this. Um, let's back up. Carcinogens, what are those exactly, just so we can fill anyone viewing? Yeah, right on. So carcinogens are any type of, uh, normally we'll call them a, a toxin, if you will, that are likely to cause, or 100% going to cause, cancer so it can be you know um mold for example or it can be um heavy metals or it can be um you know anything that's an onslaught emfs for example that will alter the dna structure and health of your cell that will lead to an unhealthy cell a dysfunctional cell or cancer right on yeah, I like that because I think some people just don't know carcinogens and sure. um, to just go and look it up while you're listening. It could be a, sometimes if we're on a phone, it's hard to do that. <laughs> Plus, they're on a phone and they're on a laptop, which is part of this whole thing. But we'll get there eventually. Um, some questions that we uh, discussed that we want to talk about here. Uh, just some yeah. things. Um, we talked about what is EMF. Um, what's the scientific facts? We talked about that. Um, you mentioned uh, practitioners don't know about this stuff. A large um, variety of practitioners if that's the right way to say, I don't know about this. And that's that's a little scary because uh, we, when you think about it, we, we rely on 
whether medical doctors, I mean, it's changing now in the whole world. People are starting to see the truth, but um, there's some medical doctors and there's many other practitioners who have no idea what this stuff is and they're misdiagnosing um, common illnesses and conditions that are in fact not what they are and prescribing the wrong medication or you know formulas because it's actually an EMF issue that's spiking this and it's something that they're not understanding. Yeah, so I mean, one of the the things just to you know give you a sort of list that are, are common are things like uh, fatigue, weakness, uh, sleep disturbances, and insomnia, brain fog, difficulty concentrating, mm-hmm. depression, and anxiety, memory loss, visual disruptions, light sensitivity. Um, certainly, something that I have experienced a lot: skin problems, heart palpitations and dizziness now these are just you know say the top 10 common and so if you go into your medical doctor with those or any practitioner not to necessarily pick on the allopathic medical system but if you go into your health practitioner with those um complaints there's a good chance that you're going they're going to go down a very different path that's not going to include a discussion about emfs and you could end up on medications to suppress or block uh, one of these uh, symptoms or all of these symptoms, and we're not actually dealing with the root cause. And of course, there are many different variables that cause these, but EMFs just happen to be one of them. And so, yes, many practitioners don't know this. There is a really great, I was part of a a beta course by uh, Nick Pinot, who is an investigative journalist in the health field, a fellow Canadian out of Montreal, Canada. And he has a course for practitioners, the first of its kind, uh, Electrosmog RX is the company. And um, so I'm very excited. It's going to launch, I mean, this is part of the beta, but it's going to launch as the first and full comprehensive a course on EMFs to help practitioners identify and treat, mitigate, treat, and take their their uh, clients and patients uh, through this uh, necessary education, and that's starting um, sometime soon in the next week, I believe. So the, the information's out there, and there's an opportunity certainly for people to um, become more and more educated. It is something that I would like to continue to talk about, and it's it's certainly been a big a discussion between you and I, correct, Jamie? Yeah, because um, we've recently kind of gone on this uh, whole, like you've kind of got me included in this because um, I used to be in the city a lot in a past, um, like a past relationship and had friends down there too, and I always noticed this whole frequency thing being built up, and I, I knew something was off, and again, it's it's kind of what you talk about with what you've gone through with the SIRS and the mycotoxins, where um, doctors and just those who think they have the answer, they're all saying it's all in your head, and it really isn't, because the moment you start experiencing something and you don't know why it's there, there most likely is something going on, because a lot of human beings don't tend to think... Um, like, like we're, a lot of us aren't thinking that we're made of cells. They think we're just this being um, and like we're just this, this physical body. But, you know, that's what it is. But they don't look at the breakdown of what's going on. And there's not a, there's no belief system behind what could actually be happening. Like you, you have we have a tw- like I think it's like 22 billion cell phones. Like I actually wrote down some notes here from like a documentary I was watching yesterday on this stuff. And it's like 
I think yes. it was like 22 billion cell phones, and it's getting even higher. And the and the youngest, the average age a child receives a cell phone just to touch and use, iPad, cell phone, whatever it is, is eight years old. And when you think about that too, and I don't mean to go sidetracking on this, um, a child's skull is, is not as dense as an adult's skull. And most studies that have been done to look at the damaging effects have been like veterans in like the army. And those guys have thick skulls because they're, they, you know, they take a beating and they're, they're very, you know, they're different people. So that's scary because of the frequencies of what can happen from all this EMF disturbance. But going back to my story, being in the city all the time, I noticed that there was something off. And it kept getting worse and worse the more I thought about it. But obviously that in itself could be a man-made thing. Um, but there is, you know there's proof that this stuff is actually causing illness. So with that, um, we talked a little bit about signs of it. Well, I don't think we talked about signs of it. We talked about, talk about the symptoms of what happens, but this, like th things in everyday life that can actually trigger more EMF exposure. We kind of like made up a little list here. Um, do you want to dive into yeah. that or I'll, I'll let you take charge of that? Yeah, sure, we can do that. I want to touch on right before I go into that mm -hmm. and answer your question is to just quickly touch on, um, uh, I've got a list here because one of the things that happens when we see, it's just to stay on the practitioner discussion a bit. Yeah, yeah, we can do that. You go into your practitioner and you could be found with, you know, heavy metals, chemicals in the air, food, water, and, and glyphosate, mm. Lyme disease, co-infections, viruses such as Epstein-Barr, mold toxins, mycotoxins, excessive consumption of sugar, caffeine, stimulants contributing to excitotoxicity. So all of this stuff are also very, very common in a lot of people. And those people then also tend to be even more sensitive to the EMF. So the reason I wanted to add that in there, not just because of practitioners, yep. Um, you know, also observing that, but also because, you know, as you stated, you know, you found in certain areas, you know, especially in the city, you, you would feel it more. And I, I would say that there's a combination of people who are just more sensitive and aware, as well as the fact that a lot of people are having these other onslaughts in their body, but, you know, particularly heavy metals. And of course, there's going to be that resonance. But that list I just shared with you are all inflammatory responses upon the body. And so when your body's in that already heightened state or chronic state of inflammation, EMFs further exacerbate that feeling. So, uh, yeah, what are some of the ways uh, that you can reduce exposure by like up to 90%? You know, keep your personal wireless devices, your cell phones, uh, tablet, laptop, um, at least one foot away from your body. So that's a really, really big and important one. So whenever possible, uh, have your um, your Wi-Fi, I'm sorry, your cell phone in airplane mode unless it's absolutely necessary. So if you're wearing it in your pocket and you're out and about, turn that sucker off. There's nothing that's so important unless you're waiting to, you know, get some answer on someone who's in the hospital uh, and they need to contact you. There's nothing really that important that you need to have that EMF on you. I can tell you, I have experienced over the years um, with my cell phone, I accidentally one time put it in my front pocket 
I thought I was having a heart attack. I took it out and I realized, what? oh shit, I had my cell phone. Yeah, absolutely. And I always know, and you know, this this could be a scientific experiment of itself. I always know, and I have my, I always turn it off, especially when I put it in my pocket, but I always know, even this past weekend, I had put it in my pocket, forgetting to turn it off. And after maybe 15 minutes or so, I got thinking to myself, oh, geez, I'm having a lot of leg pain. Why is my leg sore? Why is my leg sore? And I kept thinking to myself, why is my leg sore? And then finally it hit me because I've experienced this far too many times and forgetting about having my cell phone on. It's my cell phone. And I take it out and I immediately start to feel relief in my in my my legs and and you touched on briefly the uh, babies yes they absorb scientifically shown they absorb two times the amount of radiation in our next event I will have some pictures available to show people um, the, the the scientific validation mm -hmm. on what EMFs are looking like around the planet as well as what it looks like in the skull. But I can tell you that, you know, several minutes of 15 minutes at, at your ear, you're getting, a baby will have those EMFs right across the whole brain. And an average adult's gonna have it about 50% through their skull. And so that's creating this excitatory action upon your cells, which is leading to neural inflammation, cell death, cancer, and of course, all of the symptoms related to, you know, dysfunctional cells, particularly in the brain. The second thing that can be really, 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 really helpful, and I have started doing, is turning off your cell phone uh, when you are in your car. So what happens when you're in your car and you have your cell phone going, especially in low connectivity areas, it increases its own signal, looking for the signal, 10,000 times. I didn't know 10, that. 10,000 times. Wow. So when it's just sitting in idle in your pocket, for example, I don't know how many of you ever noticed this, you pull your phone out and you're like, oh, I don't have a signal. Well, that's because it's been like irradiating like crazy into your skin looking for a signal and it's you know it's been blocked by your own body absorbing that signal very very dangerous so you'll notice a big difference i always find that bluetooth makes me feel very unwell in the in the car when i'm driving so i tend to not use it i have a tendency to uh wear, wear uh earplugs we can talk about those in the next one the two ones to decrease yes emf exposure they're really really great and so I'll wear those if I'm listening to something while driving because I like, you know, I'm an audio books on the go kind of guy. Um, so anyway, that one's huge. Um, where else would that be? Cars, staircases, and elevators, as a matter of fact. It all jumps up its uh, frequency by up to 10,000 times. That's like significant. Dude, hold pause, pause for a second. That's that's intense yeah. because um, <laughs> like I'm actually like shocked because whenever I'm driving, like what I recently just did, because like I was using Bluetooth before, I was using data and, and I know it's damaging, right? But it's the thing that like, I, I just went and bought um, like an audio to audio, like 3.5 millimeter jack, just so I can plug into my phone. And 
big difference already, but the data is still on. But I'm in the city. It's not like I'm searching for any connection. But that's scary if you're traveling, going on a road trip, or doing anything like that. That's why for myself, what I like to do is pre-download music on Spotify, Google Play, or even iTunes if you can. Correct me if I'm wrong if you have an Apple and you can comment on that. Um, and then I go into airplane mode and just listen from there. That's what I've actually done. And there's a big difference over time. It's the same concept as eating healthy. It doesn't take a week, it doesn't take a year. It takes decades upon decades to build up habits and nutrient and to reduce micro deficiencies. Um, I have a question and a poll here for you. Do you use airplane mode on your phone? Just a yes or no question. Just kind of getting some interaction here. If you're watching, answer that if you can. We got one no already, which is interesting. Um, and it's most likely just an awareness thing or someone's just using their phone because they're busy um, and it happens. But um, yeah, that's two things. What else has there been? Um, I can note that not a lot of people today are using electric or hybrid cars, but electric and hybrid cars are significantly higher in EMFs. Your car alone, your regular car, if you're the driver, yep. uh, if you go in with... Uh, measuring equipment, Gauss meters and whatnot, you'll see that the driver is being bombarded the whole time by a lot of electromagnetic stress. That's what we call road stress. It's all the electromagnetic frequency that's making you feel even worse. But in hybrid and particularly electric cars, uh, I don't have a statistic on that, so we can try and get that for next time, but it is like a bazillion fold the amount of EMFs that you're surrounding yourself the whole time and no one wants to be sitting in an x-ray all the time. It's just mm -hmm. not good for you. Now, just for a moment, I want to throw something out there. Why are EMFs even a problem? Yeah, we should because, touch on that. <laughs> because people will say, oh, we're getting radiation from the sun. We've been surrounded by radiation the whole time. We are electromagnetic beings. The, the Earth is magnetic. And so I don't understand why this is a problem. Here's why it's a problem. Because these man-made frequencies are distorted. In our body, being resonant beings, we have resonance with different frequencies that are coming in at us, which is why if you go out into the country away from all kinds of technology and you say walk in the forest or you're barefoot walking on grass, you will find a a calming, an overall calming over your body. I'd like to know how many people have ever experienced the power outage and paid attention that when all of the power went down, their entire body just went, oh. So there's this constant distortion that's going after the body. And we have the technology to actually make Wi-Fi and these cellular um, uh, waves to actually not be distorted so that it would actually be healing on the body. And that's mm -hmm. a whole other discussion why we have chosen not to do that. It's part two or three. Part two, exactly. <laughs> I, I want to show examples of this stuff, but I got to hold back on it, right? So Absolutely. And oh, and the, uh, the other thing that's really, 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 really huge, real simple, turn your Wi-Fi router off at night. So one first thing is this. Stay at least 10 feet away from your Wi-Fi router at all times. So people who are sitting there working at their desk and they got that Wi-Fi router right beside them as well. Big no-no. Very, very unhealthy for you. So at least stay 10 feet away from it. But why it though? It minimizes the, the amount of um, radiation 
I mean, you're not getting away from it 100%, but you're just going to minimize it. Sorry, your question. I mean, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, but like why though, if you're like sitting right um, beside it? I'm just curious. Yeah, because the, the well, it's it's like being closer to, uh, you just imagine a heat source because you, mm -hmm. you can feel that. So it'll be easier for people to understand. So if you had a ceramic heater in the room, you're going to feel the heat 10 feet away but the closer you get to that ceramic heater, the hotter it's going to get. And so very much like Wi-Fi, that initial burst of energy is going to be strongest in, in the, the closest vicinity to, to the perpetrator. And the other reason you want it off at night is your brain, I don't know how many people know this, your brain actually has more activity and function during the night when you're asleep than it does when you're awake and during that time it's cleaning it's repairing it's communicating with other parts of your body it's very very active you're going into uh, delta waves you're going through all of these different cycles for dreaming and repairing your body and if you don't get that junk out you're bringing this garbage for the next day and this continues to create more and more havoc upon your brain. But what happens with the Wi-Fi router running all night long is studies have shown that people are unable to go into deep sleep or they're unable to get REM sleep. Oh. So when you're not getting that, you're, you may be quote unquote eyes closed, passed out. But if you're waking up and you're not remembering your dreams, you got a problem. If you're not going into Delta state to Repay, to clean the junk out of your brain and get it to repair your body, mm -hmm. you are on a slow decline in your health. That's so funny. I mean, like, it's not funny, but, like, to me, it's funny because I always hear this, like, I'm sleeping. Because most people I know who, um, like, a lot of coaches, stuff like that, I talk to, they're like, I'm sleeping eight hours a day. I'm like, but, like, are you getting the right kind of sleep? And I get like, so disturbed because the lack of understanding, like, why do you call yourself a hell? Like, I'm not going to bash people or titles, but, like, this is information that I think people, this is, in my opinion, because you have to always be understanding the new day and age of information, and you want to keep on increasing your knowledge bank, but this is so crucial. This is what I'm talking about, where people think that it's crazy to think like that but there are there's certain waves that in different zones of like frequency we go into when we sleep like you said like delta alpha all this stuff and that helps us to get that recovery and i've always been about this for the last year and a half two years because i would sleep nine ten hours and then you can wake up and feel completely worse because you're not getting yes. that rem and that's, that's right. why that's why it's important to look at things like blacking out your room I wear an eye mask now. I might even put on headphones because sound is disturbing. Heck, yes. You know, if an off-topic type of thing, if you listen to audiobooks, put an audiobook on at night. You'll retain information and start doing things without realizing it because it's your subconscious. Absolutely. Um, Best time yeah. to do hypnosis is during sleep. Mm -hmm. I completely agree with you. But that's that's really intense because um, I was talking to someone about this the other day where they're, they're, I'm getting like eight hours of sleep. But it doesn't matter. You can be getting four, and you can get better REM cycles than that. So, like that's the the fact that a Wi-Fi router can do that. I, I think what the the documentary I was watching yesterday was was quoting, and I'll just mention this before we move on. Um, it was saying that from all the EMF and all this stuff that is hitting us, even blue light, for instance, as well. Yes. Um, it's dropping melatonin levels, which is a yeah. natural. Uh, I think it's a hormone. 
It is. Natural. Serotonin converts to melatonin. Yeah, that's it. Um, that's why I got you here, man. <laughs> so if serotonin gets converted to melatonin, and melatonin's a hormone, melatonin is what naturally regulates the circadian rhythm in the process in which we go to bed at nighttime. That's why nighttime workers, they're completely messed up because they're, they're going against the grain um, just to work a job or to do something different. Um, that's why also jet lag is big too. But when you damage circadian rhythms through blue light or EMF and all these different factors, um, that's going to impact your sleep too because melatonin helps with you dialing in. And that's why when you supplement melatonin too much, it can be the complete opposite. You know what I mean? So it's interesting how that works. Yeah, and the melatonin as well for anyone that would like to know more information is also like the second... It might, some might say the first most powerful antioxidant that's it, it. anti-cancer so if you're not releasing that melody yeah okay it puts you to sleep that's great but it also goes out and quenches uh, a whole lot of free radicals in the body during the night and helps get rid of cancer and as a matter of fact shown mm -hmm. to be a pretty powerful cancer remedy to be taking 10 milligrams of melatonin a night with uh B6 and magnesium, uh, but that's a, that's another topic. But yeah. again, EMFs is affecting that, and and so does the blue light. So I have a, a quick remedy that may be of value to people to consider, especially around the Wi-Fi, and the importance of winding down your blue light, which is leading to further melatonin, leading to cancer, leading to circadian rhythm disruption, mm -hmm. and that is put your Wi-Fi router on one of those Christmas light timers, um, set it and say, look, I and my kids, my family, or just yourself, if you live alone, uh, I'm cutting off my Wi-Fi access at 9.30 p.m. every night or 10, whatever your sleep cycle is. Ideally, people are in bed by 10.30 to get the, the best circadian uh, rhythm underway, but whatever. At least a couple hours before you're going to sleep, you should be winding all of that down. So I would set it on a timer, have it go off. You don't have to think about it. Um, one of the things about uh, blue light is that it's highly addictive. It kicks up dopamine, and that's why we tend to be addicted to it because we constantly want that hit. We're addicted to it. So uh, it's a good idea that if you shut that off, you shut your blue light off, you're going to start to wind down, pick up a book, talk to your partner, do, you know, do meditation, wind down, prepare for the one third of your life is in sleep. And it's so essential. So I highly suggest that you do that. And then you set it to turn back on at, you know, seven or eight a.m. when you mm -hmm. get up to start your day. So that's an easy fix. You don't have to think about it every day and you can start a, a, a wellness approach to your life with a very simple you know maximum twenty dollar programmable switch right on um it's twelve eighteen, by the way um how much time do you have i'm just curious well i have my next uh, i have a class actually starting in uh 10 minutes okay cool because um, I was going to read some of the comments, but I mean, yeah, um, sure. what Go else do we got here? Go I think I think some other things just to touch on quick. So we said cell phones, Wi-Fi's, uh, where the Wi-Fi router is located. You also we also mentioned smart meters, which would be beside the home if it's a yeah. house, um, the hybrid or electric car, and then we kind of talk about how to negate that a little bit. So uh, just some quick things. We'll just run through fast. We don't have to like we could just um, 
I guess, shotgun answer. Sure. Uh, uh, quickly. So Gord mentioned the Blue Shield plugin. We'll go into that next time, actually, because yes. that's something yeah. that's a, that's a device we've been using to to reduce this stuff, and it actually does work. Um, but um, he says, uh, when it gets warm, oh, he's asking questions about the phone when it gets warm. I think. Um, yeah, there's a good, you know there could be a few different reasons, yeah. but certainly one of them is what I was talking about earlier, where it's it's trying to access. Uh, uh, signal gotcha. more frequently and so that extra power is needed and your battery overheats as a result right on um, my friend Mary Sterling was saying I work at a desk in the dining area I know she she works from home or mm -hmm. is at home uh, saying this so my Wi-Fi router is in the bedroom so it's 10 feet away um, yeah. sounds like it um, she and she she says she doesn't get the right kind of sleep but then she says I sleep better in the day so that's interesting yeah, that's that's another possible discussion um, as to why that is happening. Right uh, I, w I would, you know, whenever possible, you could try having your Wi-Fi router off completely. Go to uh, a Best Buy, go buy yourself a Cat5 uh, cable, plug it directly into your laptop, run it across the floor to your router and be directly connected, shut off all Wi-Fi altogether. Be curious to see how you feel by taking a moratorium on Wi-Fi signals. I can tell you, I feel way better. Wait. I was, yes. Sorry, um, Cat5 cable, is that just like an ethernet cable? Yeah, an ethernet gotcha. cable. Gotcha. Yep. And you're saying uh, you notice a big difference? Huge difference because everything's wired at that point. And gotcha. uh, if you get it shielded, it's a bit more expensive, but it'll actually shield any um, distorted frequencies that come off it. I will talk about mitigation things, because there's many things that you can do in your home, such as running stetserizers, which I do, that plug into your, your, your wall, and it mm -hmm. pulls back the, the electro frequencies from your electrical system in your house, for example. Yeah, I put, I put up another question. Actually, I don't know if it went up. Um, I don't know why it's not going. I think it's just updating. It, it was like, so if you see the poll there, if you're on, I think it's only on PC. It might be on the phone. I haven't checked or researched it, but it's how many Wi-Fi networks can you detect around your home? That's something else I want to touch on too, just for a second, and we'll go back. Um, because like, Great I live, idea. I'm in a condo, and you know, if you're in the city too, if you're like on like the 30th floor or something, you can pick up like 15, 20, 30 different signals, whether or not it's through concrete or whatever. I mean, sure that can yeah. reduce the amount of frequency, but, and I don't have stats on that or proof of that one right now, but um, I mean, just take it as it is. There's 30 signals in your area. Whereas if you're in a house, there might be five or six or even less. Absolutely. And, and you know, we know that when we ask that question as a, as a in an intake with your patients uh, uh, when they are able to come in and say you know very few or even one then we know likely almost certainly they live in a rural or country area i have about i have about 20 signals in my i just looked at my wi-fi i have about 20 here that i might wow. pick up on yeah so between 11 and 20 is me back at my parents when i lived at home it was about six to ten so we ain't running um marsha picks up one well aren't you lucky good stuff <laughs> uh mary i'm not sure on that question yeah you gotta check um your wi-fi options marsha says i thought you'd be in costume during this interview like what am i supposed <laughs> to be a cell phone ben could be like a router 
Uh, what else well, we what we can do in part two is we'll pull up some apps. I have some apps that I use that you can get on your Android or your iPhone that you can run that will show you not only all the signals, but the degree of radiation that you're receiving from all those signals. It's just, you know, I want people to be educated and certainly not fearful mm -hmm. uh, because here we are, we're in a situation where we're going to kind of need to live with it at this juncture, but education yeah. gives us the opportunity to vote with our dollars. And once we again get into 5G, however, you might actually become scared. And, and that's kind of important because long story short, we need as many people calling our Congress, our House of Representatives, our Parliament, our MPs, our MPPs, to make sure that they're aware of the dangers associated with this 5G rollout. But we'll get into that in part two and three. Yeah, of course. Um, I want to close this out too. So, I mean, like, like you mentioned 5G, um, there's definitely a lot of buzz about this stuff. Um, and it's ramping up because the radiation levels are higher. And yeah. we're talking about, you know, it's everything's becoming tighter in the concept of millimeter wavelengths. So yes. um, that just means microwave radiation. So like, I mean, I guess you could tie that, to, I, I guess that could be similar to a microwave in itself, but it's just, you got this radiation that's becoming so much more intense and so much more confined in a box. Um, yeah. And it's gonna create like this cooking environment for us. And whether or not that sounds, um, you shouldn't be scared of it, but you, it's, it's the base understanding of what is actually going on in the world of, of something that I can't see or really here right now you like and we'll go into that next time because in this um in one of the documentaries and pieces we're looking at there's actually like a you know you they pick up the frequency of a cell phone and um or like cell towers actually and then the frequency of a cell phone interacting with that and it's almost scary because if we heard it it, yeah. it would really wake people up and if you saw it you'd be like on the floor freaking out so it's like, absolutely yeah. absolutely we're talking about millions and millions of additional antennas in the USA alone just to roll out um, the 5G network. Millions added to what we already have now. So that's, uh, oh, and, and, and I guess the point to this is there has not been a single solitary biological study demonstrating its safety before hmm. they're rolling this out. So, um, let me leave you with this so that you'll be interested to come back for part two. The technology used by the military, that's, uh, it's a dispersal gun. When there's large crowds of people, it's an electromagnetic gun that they shoot at a crowd and it causes people to disperse. They don't know, they don't know why because you can't see it coming at you, but it causes you to react. And so it's a crowd dispersal. It's also a gun that at the right radiation and point will cause a heart attack and kill you. This technology that they use in the military, and we can, we can pull together the scientific data. In the meantime, you can start looking at it. This technology is put into the 5G network. So you ask me, you ask yourself, ask me, ask whoever, why are we putting in weaponry technology into 5g network it's a good opportunity to uh hmm. nuke a few people and keep them in line well for thought yeah and we'll leave it there um if you've enjoyed this uh feel free to leave a comment 
Um, if you are looking to learn more about this, I mean, I posted a couple of resources, Dr. Magda, um, you can buy some CAD cables for ethernet cords to reduce you know, your Wi-Fi signals. You can turn that off completely actually and just hardwire in is what the term is. Gamers like that stuff because it's better connection. And I agree actually. Nope. Going back to gaming soon, just as a little freedom thing that uh, warms my heart. Um, and yeah, I mean, if you uh, have any questions, let us know, write some comments in. Part two is either gonna come on Friday, but I'm gonna push it actually to next week. I want us to take some time here right. and really gather enough resources. I know you gotta go, Ben. So um, just to touch on this again, I'm here with Ben, integrative medicine practitioner, um, and uh, he works with natural medicine, PhD candidate, all Award around. Award-winning author. Yes, keep add up more, man. I mean, add more if you want. <laughs> and uh, if you wanna learn more and, and see more about uh, what Ben's doing, check out healtheducator.ca, put that below, and you can catch us next time on this fabulous live stream. So. I like how we're making this a lot more professional. <laughs> so yeah, we're breaking our way. All right, my friend, I'm gonna shut this down. Um, if you gotta go, you go, and I will do. Thank you so thing. much, everyone. We'll have a great day, and we'll see you next time. Great, awesome. Thank Cheers. You. Bye.